1: I was cleaning up all the Christmas games the other day, and I swallowed a load of scrabble pieces. Honestly, my next trip to the toilet could spell disaster.
2: <laughs> Things I could believe it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no,
1: so I haven't... When do I do my joke? <laughs> I'm going to start the, the new year just telling statements that are true. Um, <laughs> happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, guys. Happy new, happy new
0: year, year you,
1: mate. <laughs> a good show. start to it
0: yeah perfect stuff. what a way to start i also i always like it when you giggle a little bit when you tell <laughs> a joke as well because it means you're particularly pleased with it <laughs> yeah I, I did like that one
1: i also like when i tell a joke and you guys go funny and believable well, with, <laughs> yeah. all, with, with the premise because they're all kind of ridiculous um but yeah no glad you enjoyed it what what a way to start the year
2: well you haven't heard the score yet
1: that's true i was gonna i was like do i start with one where i intentionally start low just a dead terrible joke and then the only way is up but you gotta start on a high.
0: So is that what is that what you think you've done? You've started, no, no, you've it's started. what I was gonna oh, do, and then I oh. thought, well, no,
1: start with a good one. I've got a few good ones for the off season as well. So,
2: has most of your like Christmas and New Year little break time been spent planning out your joke strategy for this <laughs> podcast?
1: No, when I say I have spent time thinking about it, it was kind of the end of my run today when I was just trying to stave off thoughts of imminent death. Um, And I I just thought to myself I'm going to think about anything else That isn't the fact that I feel like I'm going to die And it worked Because not only did I not die I came up with a good strategy for the year So hang on, let me just tick it off I've got a note now
0: (laughs) Tick (laughs) Well I for one am delighted You're not dead mate to start with mate. I'm pretty Um, delighted as well uh, I'm delighted that you started off with such a high um, Because I'm going to give you a ten. <gasps> oh <laughs> wow. That was I, unexpected. I was unexpected I, just, to start I loved year it like that. I loved it. I yeah. genuinely loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Amazing. Wow. I'm I'm I'm
1: stumped at that. I'm genuinely I genuinely did not expect a ten. What a wet Oh my god, this <laughs> this is the best pot ever this year.
2: I'm a little <laughs> bit emotional.
1: Same. <laughs> a second ten. Wow. This is like a where were you when moment. And both times I've been sat right here. You've set a, such a high bar, though, mate, for the rest of the year. I know. Wow. No, challenge accepted, though. Glad I went with my strategy now.
2: The only way is down from here, Nate. Oh. Just let that sink in for a minute. All the same. want
0: will say, the same?
1: Yeah. When you look at it like that, it's quite a. It's actually quite a bleak outlook for the year. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, we're done.
0: Welcome to the Padhawk, a podcast featuring stories following Formula 1 around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, Senior Writer at F1.com.
2: And I'm Chris Medland, F1 Correspondent at Racer.
0: And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN.
2: And we have probably peaked as a podcast. That probably is days. it, isn't it? I don't know why yeah. we
1: continue from that point. Um, what did we do after the last 10? We just kind of applauded for 30 minutes, didn't we?
2: I think we went out. I think it was a good excuse to go out.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just left the, left the microphones <laughs> on and went outside. Yeah, People listened to dead air. People blown away. But I think people would just listen to Dead Air. If we, if the, there was a great joke, they'd be like, 20 minutes of Dead Air, silence, reverence. <laughs> 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 it is really downhill from here, isn't it? I'm just very like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So no, no, the, no. The, the slide has started.
0: How was your Christmas? How was your Christmas break? How was your New Year break? Good,
1: thanks. I mean, it was nice to just switch the laptop off and not have to focus on any of the nonsense from like Abu Dhabi and the fallout. Uh, I managed to avoid doing what Medlin did and still still pissed people off on a day off, uh, but it was nice though. It was it was relaxing. But I managed to avoid getting corona, which was a big relief. Think you guys both did as well. Yeah, um, yeah avoided, avoided, avoided. Yeah, avoided getting it. Yeah. yeah, which was which was a big relief because obviously we did go back and see family and yeah, just removed all that stress. So that was good. What about you guys?
0: Um, I had a great time yeah same thing sort of seeing family but also having a proper switch off I think that's the first time all year that I had a switch off from F1 so um, it was refreshing um, but I am quite excited about the year ahead but um, I'm going to ease myself in boys ease myself in
1: that's the thing isn't it? it it really is like a switch off from everything because everyone says oh you you know it's it's a it's that discussion about the calendar like oh it's a great job to be doing it's like it is but also like mentally you're like, I don't have any time. And then I, I really felt it over Christmas. I was just like, this is so nice to not have to even check emails, have to worry about anything. Very nice. Um, I'm sure everyone's like, oh, where they're getting playing little tiny violins for us, but that's just the truth. That's how I feel. I think
0: you have to switch off to then get excited again. Otherwise, you're just yeah. constantly trying to be get excited each time, but it will just eventually wear off.
2: Yeah, I think we said that on the last episode, didn't we? It was like, you need that kind of um, detachment from it. I'm still not ready for it yet. Um, I was Same. so the day after was it the, the the second or the third of January I was um back with my parents in Somerset and my uh old man asked Jess and I about like the new season and like if we're excited about it and what we think like the regulations will bring and stuff and I was like I'm just not ready for it yet Like <laughs> it hasn't been long enough at that point it was three weeks to the day I think since uh Abu Dhabi and they had been testing after that and they had been the uh price giving stuff so i was like this is like the summer break normally in august or something it's not been a it's not been enough time to kind of wind down i don't think yet but it won't be long till we get hyped i, I don't
1: know if you guys had the same thing as me where <clears throat> I, you know you'd see family or you'd see friends or whatever and people would wind up to the same question they'd be like can i just um just want to ask you a little and you're like about the last lap." Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've been talking about. No, it's fine. (laughs) And I've actually like rehearsed my answer to that now, pretty much. So I've got it down, and I know which what they might say back. There's a few answers, and I just I'm like, here's what I'll say to that. Blah blah blah. Boom boom boom. Back to the break. (laughs) But it was just funny the way that you could see people kind of winding up to the question. I was like, dude, just ask me. I don't mind talking about it. Like, I guess.
2: Yeah, everyone. I mean, in a sense, it's a good thing that everybody. And I mean, like, everybody I've seen wants to talk about Formula One. What they want to talk about is a bad thing. But at least that, I kind of like, wow, I've, I've never had it that much focus before. Um, but yeah, you also then just kind of get a bit tired of it where you like oh, the FIA caused us like a lot of stress for this Christmas, and they get. I mean, we're not getting paid to answer those questions, are we? So, yeah. um, I'm going to no, well, invoice the that FIA. Was free,
1: for that. free, chat. Yeah, my friends exactly. don't realise yet, but they. I am being paid for that. I'm going to invoice. them. <laughs> <laughs> so, we just found out. Yeah, it was, I answer on a pro word basis, so it's actually quite hefty for all of them. Uh, that based on
2: that doesn't apply now, does it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, I forgot to tell you guys before. I'm now charging on a per word basis with everyone.
2: How Wesley. do we mute him? <laughs> no, no.
1: Mute. Even if I'm muted, if I'm still talking, I'm just. <laughs> I've got a little Roman tally chart here, and I'm just doing the words. I i go. already on the third page. Um,
0: Explain to why you talk so much, Nate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got you to monetize yourself. <laughs> I mean, Have it's you a got a great business plan. It is. Have, Have you got over it though? Are you still? Are you still? Fuming, Nate, about what happened in Abu Dhabi.
1: Not really fuming it's just it just kind of it's just still a bit of a sour taste for me I don't know it was such a good season but it's just and and it's exactly what meta said like we've spent all this time talking about a bad thing um and I'm sure for a lot of people it was still great fun and it was well, I've watched the end again and I told myself just watch it as a fan it's as a spectacle that last lap is amazing but um I said to a friend of mine who is quite you know he's quite an anti... I guess he just doesn't... You know, He's not a big Lewis fan. And I said to him... And to be fair, he actually admitted it as well. He said, if that had been the other way around, and Hamilton had won the title like that, he said, I would have been absolutely livid. And I would have said, you know, Hamilton's titles, uh, you know, tarnished and all this stuff. And I think that's true. Like, I think either way, if it didn't happen mm-hmm. to your driver, you'd be pissed off. Sorry, if it did happen to your driver, you'd be pissed off. Um, so kind of that's what I think hopefully people are starting to realise. But we almost need some testing. So we've got other stuff to talk about. New wings new stuff like that new, new, new tires years.
0: new tires you must be so excited
1: oh, about the mate. New tires get like... me all the all the new tires to my new flat in Reading, <laughs> and i'll just i'll just talk about them for days the big pirelli boys
2: nice plug i like that yeah no genuinely i would love to see some tires now show up at your flat well done pirelli good work you won every race last year it's uh, impressive
1: yeah yeah Bridgestone were nowhere to be seen <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Michelin god the less said about them the better uh, <laughs> good year? it wasn't a good year for good year
2: <laughs> oh you were meant to do no it, oh, was, it was, was the worst, worst. oh, oh what an opportunity I set that one up <laughs> you did you did I'm sorry everyone. Yeah.
1: see it really has gone downhill we've gone from a 10 to, to me missing a naked gun reference which is very unlike me
2: it's disgusting
0: that run risk must have really taken it out of you Nate. Yeah, it did. the joke The joke took
2: everything out of me What was left. So speaking of things going downhill, I have to admit that I kind of screwed up slightly ahead of this episode because uh, we do a little run plan, uh, which uh, Beretta normally puts together, just of stuff we roughly want to talk about, and then we ignore it uh, for the whole Thanks. 45 Thanks. minutes. Thanks. Yeah, we're, we're big supporters of your work. <laughs> and um, cool. for this one, so, uh, he put in reviews, if there's any reviews, because we love to read your reviews out. And nobody gave us a review over Christmas and New Year. <laughs> it was like you had better things to do, which is just, I, I don't believe it personally. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I then remembered that I'd WhatsApp everyone and said, there's been a poem sent in. So remind me that we've had this poem because we need to read it out on the next episode. Unfortunately, I was reminded. So I went to find it. I was like, yes, yeah, this be great content. Only to then find that uh, Andrew Jordan, the listener, thank you very much, Andrew, had sent in Uh, his version of uh, The Night Before Christmas called Night Before Race Day. But had just sent us the intro, like a screenshot of the intro, and said that it was a bit dumb, but if you want the rest, I can send it to you. So I'd not actually taken up the offer in time for this episode. So you're all going to get the intro to Night Before Race Day, and then we're going to have a vote where Barretto and Nate are going to vote. And... That's probably going to decide whether we <laughs> read the whole thing two, out or a not. a two man vote. What could possibly be yeah, exactly. wrong with that? <laughs> but, um, but, I can't see anything also, going wrong
1: with a vote where there could be a 50 50 split.
2: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but I want to see at least one tweet at us saying yes or no. We want to hear more. Uh, but not from Andrew himself, because that's uh, bias and we're not allowing that. So, Andrew Jordan, night before race day. Here we go. T'was the night before race day and all through the paddock, the mechanics were sleeping save for one eating haddock. The heated covers were hung by the tyres with care in hopes Sir Lewis Hamilton would surely be there. Engineers nestled snug in their analytic sheds while visions of podiums danced in their heads. Wolf on his headset, Newey in his cap, arguing who was at fault for the Silverstone scrap. And that's what we've got so far. That's really good. I loved it. That's really good,
0: I like it.
1: Uh, it feels um, weird listening to a Christmas poem after Christmas, but that's our fault. <laughs> well, I'm actually, exactly. I'd like to re- reframe that. That's actually Medland's fault. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I would have happily done a Christmas Day show and read that out had Medland been on it. <laughs> had Medland not made such a big mistake,
2: that did land at uh, four o three p.m. on Christmas Day. So I oh, wow. love Andrew's Andrew's commitment to that. Um Love that. Yeah,
1: thank you, Andrew. That was. I hope you were like almost passed out on the sofa from food when you sent that, because about 4.30 on Christmas Day, that's what I was. So, yeah. It's an impressive same. commitment. I'm, I'm really impressed with that.
2: So, uh yeah, I expect one tweet from somebody uh, just saying yes or no, but I'm going to put the vote right here right now to the people that have called themselves on this call, Loro and Nate. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with Loro. Which is actually Nate. I called myself Loro. No, no, it's
0: a joke. <laughs> Well, I loved it, Andrew. So thanks very much for sending it in. And I definitely, definitely want to hear more. So I'm a, I'm,
2: Nate.
1: I'm in a tough situation because I was just going to be a bastard and vote no, but it was really good. So I'm going to vote yes.
2: <laughs> wow. 100% <laughs> unanimous. Yeah, absolutely. I was going
1: <laughs> to be like, no, no more of <laughs> that. Like, yeah. It was actually really good. So I don't want to be that guy. New year, new me and all that stuff. So,
2: Oh, come on, Nate. You're better than that.
1: Yeah. Well, I might tweet. <laughs> yeah. I might retract my vote mind a recount
2: or something later later <laughs> the week. stop the count um, so yeah everyone has that to look forward to later in January when you know we're even further from Christmas you can hear the full christmas poem <laughs> yes yeah. Uh, yeah, why not why and i'll
1: not? do a I'll do a sixty second review about the Bahrain Grand Prix from last year as well. <laughs> <laughs> One no, year I've right? already
2: got that recorded somewhere I'll just drop it back in
1: yeah
2: <laughs> so yeah that was uh that was the the poem that's not yet a full poem but does exist poem. I also like the reference to Haddock, because at first yes. I was like, oh, that's just a lazy bit of rhyming. And now I realised no, he's rhymed paddock with Haddock, and Nate came up with the Paddock.
1: That was that was when this old cynical bastard here changed his vote from a no to a yes. That was the moment I was like, this guy this guy listens. This guy listens to us. Uh so very well played. Also, I loved Analytic Shed, I think it was. Yeah, getting in there, which actually fit. Yeah. Like it, it, was forced in, but it was it fits as well. So very impressive. Yeah. For like for like Charles Dickens, now my opinion of him has gone down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> his Christmas stuff was nowhere near as good as that. I can't remember who wrote that the original poem. You know, it wasn't that like before Christmas. So I'm just going with Dickens because of because you know he wrote the Muppets Christmas Carol. Do you know, <laughs> 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 it was a really good Muppets film. Um, <laughs> The it's a original a Christmas, Christmas show.
2: Yeah, I know. The original poem, though, just for everyone who really wants to know, uh, was written by Clement Clark Moore. Great name. So, uh, obviously, I didn't Google that. I knew that. I had that information stored in my head. I'm not on a laptop. Um, that's a lie. I'm on a laptop. I've also found another Lawrence Bretto, who is Lawrence Bretto, Wikipedia type of page that was hilarious. Um, I'm only bringing this up because we found it earlier and uh, I just wanted to give. Barretto the chance to tell us a lovely story off the back of giving him a compliment because the bottom section is Lawrence Barretto age how old is he and it says unfortunately we have no details on Lawrence Barretto's age however looking at his pictures we can assume that he is in his late twenties and he is quite enthusiastic and passionate about racing and shoes. I mean, um,
0: that's the best thing that's that's the best thing that anyone said about me for a long time. That that i in look your like late twenties, yeah, yeah. Because as you guys know, <clears throat> I am the oldest person on this podcast. By some in quite distance. By some way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like an embarrassing distance. I mean, I'm the youngest one, which is absolutely
1: <laughs> stunning. Staggering for everybody involved.
2: <laughs> but um, quite enthusiastic and passionate about racing and shoes. Uh, only quite, apparently. But funny, they should mention shoes. And that was not an intentional plug at all. But, uh, Lawrence, I think you have a story about some shoes for us um that you were mentioning off air that you really were really keen to share with everybody
0: uh, well, <laughs> well um I probably need to learn to maybe not talk so much off air and then just do my talking on the podcast but yes um I'm delighted to say that um after wearing some crazy shoes for a couple of years someone got in touch with me on Instagram and has offered to um paint and design me uh, a pair of shoes. Now. This is the second person to have done so. Last year, I had three pairs made by a lovely Canadian chap called Ken. Um, And uh, one pair was an Ironman pair, a Burgers pair and a Prince pair. And uh, by chance, around Abu Dhabi time, um, another person called Michelle got in touch and said, can I paint you a pair of shoes? So I was like, well, yeah, of course you can.
2: This is genuinely sensational
0: information. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely stunned by that i don't think i'm ever going to be in a position in my life where someone
0: will paint anything for me uh i, I am i'm overwhelmed really it's really nice I'm, I, What, I think it's what really was nice.
2: the best part of the story that that lawrence has left out um was when we tried to find out we had a look at michelle's um instagram page very cool lots of cool stuff on there and a lot of them are nikes and then it turns out like there's Das and there's other shoe brands converse and stuff that have been painted so i said do you need to supply the shoes Or do they say they'll sort them if you say the ones you want and that sort of thing? Uh, This is the sort of conversation we had earlier. It's ridiculous. And Barretto's reply was like, I need to find that out because direct quote, my guy that does my other shoes just does everything for me. Um, So My guy. Yes. uh, So Ken didn't even get named at that point for starters. (laughs) But my guy that does my other shoes. uh, That is the level of stardom. That Barreto has reached <clears> now, uh, and I'd say we're honoured to be in his presence. But personally, I'm sickened by his uh, just lack of respect for Ken and Michelle. So, uh, what if you got safe yourself, Beretto?
0: Um, that I'm sorry, Ken, <laughs> 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 because it wasn't meant to come across like that. <laughs> I think we just lost a listener in Ken.
1: Yeah, which <laughs> uh, is not as bad no. as losing
0: a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, no, um, I've, I've, I don't really know what to say guys. Are you going to, um,
1: is this going to become a thing? You know how drivers have one off helmets and stuff designs. Are you going to be able to have a, like a bespoke pair? I know you've tried to keep a different one. You can actually say, I want like a, you know, I want my, my British GP one. I want to have like the, you know, the union Jack on it. And then Sandvort, you want to just have, you know, V heist motive on Nicky Lauda, Mama <laughs> Lauda, Mama <laughs> Lauda <Mama laughs> written all over <laughs> <Stuff like> that. <laughs> Because
0: I would be all for that, to be honest with you. Um, I'd love a pair for every single race, yeah. And then you guys can suggest things for the for the livery. Um, others can suggest. This would genuinely would be a remarkable twist this year. <laughs> you
2: could auction them off then for charity, couldn't you? As well, each special pair.
0: Yeah, after I've won, yeah. yeah after I've worn them once, I don't know if you want them after I've worn them once, but yeah. You yeah, there's that. Is that.
2: And also, I said, auction them off like someone would pay you for them, but more like <laughs> we could give them away on the podcast, <laughs> is more what I meant. As long as, yeah. as they've
0: got size nine shoes, uh, feet. If sorry. you got the winner to do a shoey out of them every race, you could
1: say, worn once by Lawrence Barreto and briefly touch the mouth of
2: and Nicholas Latifi. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Nik- Nikita Mazepa,
2: I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I'm pretty it for sure
0: Tanya Ricardo is probably the only driver who will drink out of my shoe. I'm not sure that the others would be that keen to do so.
2: I reckon Latifi right here, right now, would sign up to it. That if that he could win a race this year, but he had to drink out your shoe afterwards. I reckon he would.
0: Um, Okay, well, uh, you heard it here first, Nikki. If you win a race, then uh, then uh, I will offer up my shoe with some sort of alcoholic beverage in, um, and you're welcome to drink out of it.
2: There we go. I mean, we've set this year up now, haven't we? (laughs) Um, Massive but uh, one guy who probably will win a race this year tends to win a lot of them in the fa- in the sense that he's won the most ever, uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Uh, or will he, Barreto and Nate, will he win a race? Because will he even return to race in a race? He will, won't he? Yeah, he will.
0: <laughs> I think it's nonsense. I think that Lewis is coming back. I don't think he would have ever considered not coming back I think if anything the fact that the way it happened makes it would make him want to come back even more to prove that he's still the best so I don't I don't think he's not he's not a quitter and he definitely wouldn't quit I don't think in these circumstances so yeah I think we'll definitely see him back I don't think we'll hear from him for a while um I think he'll enjoy the break but I think we'll definitely see him back you know in and around the time the car launches and obviously we'll see him at testing
1: yeah agreed I think it was um Toto being Toto wasn't it that stirred that up where there's, it's, it's interesting looking at, like, what Horner does and what Wolf does. Like, Horner's very much, like, it's us versus the world. Everybody hates us. Whereas Wolf's thing is more to, like, he'll, it's like brinksmanship. He's like, every everything that ever happens, he's like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And we could walk because of this. Or he's like, this is, you know, this has ruined the underpinnings of F1. Or something like that. And then and then with Lewis, he's like, Lewis might never race in F1 again. It's like, if you really thought that, like, you would be shitting yourself if you're Toto Wolf. Because, like, he is the brand at Mercedes right now, so yeah, I, I agree with Lawrence. I don't think, um, <clears throat> I don't think Lewis would do that, and I think that it's quite it's nice in a way that we haven't really heard from him. I think it's nice he's just kind of separated himself from it, all the nonsense that happened after. You know, he's obviously been knighted. He's just enjoying his his off season because he could have come out and said something really you know whiny or something, um, but he's pretty much just left it at the racetrack. And we'll, like like Lawrence said, we'll see him rock up at testing or at the car launch. Um, to, yeah, because to quit over that, I, I think if he'd won the eighth. I would have been. It would have been interesting to see what he'd done then, whether he'd stayed or whether he'd gone. I just don't think with Lewis. I think as long as he's got a good car, I don't see why he would. You know, he's in a great situation, driving Mm. better than ever. So, um, yeah, it'd surprise me if he did. But, um, but what do we know? No, (laughs) ten minutes after this podcast drops, Lewis Hamilton has retired (laughs) from Formula One (laughs) (laughs) after Um... seething for two months or for four weeks at what happened is. Um, But no, I I agree. I think it's nonsense. And um, I'm pretty sure Lewis, I mean, I'm sure Lewis is gutted and devastated how it went down, but I think he's probably got a bit of a bigger perspective of, you know, what, what could follow next year or this year rather.
2: Yeah. I'd I'd be amazed if we didn't see him back. Like there's, I think like Brett has put it right as well. That's, that's not the way he's going to want to go. You know, that's not his, that's never been his style. He's not run from a fight, has he? And, and Maybe yeah, he might feel that this one is a a really unfair fight that he shouldn't be even having to have after what happened in Abu Dhabi. That he's got to come back and basically overcome in his mind more than just the other drivers on the grid. But um, yeah, he'll be like he'll he'll rise to that challenge, I reckon. So, and I just really, really hope. I know we won't go full preview mode yet, but I just really, really hope that both Red Bull and Mercedes are equally competitive and a- yeah. able to win races next year, yeah, so that definitely. we get more mm-hmm. of it this year. Yeah, next season this year. God, I've got to remember <laughs> where I am. Given think... that I'm record- that we're recording this in uh, early November, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so well, yeah, we're speculating.
1: We we got it wildly correct that we could, predicted Michael Massey ruining the, the final race <laughs> in November. <laughs> yeah, Good guess. Abs-
2: absolutely nailed that. That means it was scripted, Nate. <laughs> oh giving it away. By um, lap. Um,
1: but no, I think you're right as well because um, if you look at Brazil, like Hamilton, often his best performances come when he's a, he's like back against the wall. Brazil to me was one of the most impressive performances I've seen, certainly from Hamilton, but in F1 generally. And it was purely like Lewis just kind of internalizing that, you know, the whole world's out to get me type thing. You know, everything's been set up against me and he just absolutely nailed it. So I think for everyone else, if Mercedes is competitive, then he's really going to be difficult to beat, I think. But it makes a great Agreed. season, doesn't it? It makes a great season because everyone's kind of there's got something like Max will kind of want to come in and I don't think Max will care about people saying it's tarnished, but like at the same time, Red Bull are going to be like, "Well, we want to win again, but we also want to win without people saying afterwards, like, oh, you know, it was given to you by the this decision or whatever.'" So, loads riding on it.
2: Yeah, and, and the way Red Bull responded, like throughout the whole hybrid era, because they won the four before, and then they weren't able to really challenge for championship after that until the till twenty twenty one, they, um, you could see it was like really bugging them. They hated, you know, in their in their heads, they never lost that like psyche of being championship contenders i know it sounds weird but you can you've seen it with like mclaren how they have and had to evolve and i know yeah, red bull were more competitive than mclaren but uh, even with ferrari at times you could tell there's that kind of like okay we need to change something here we need to reset or um just kind of accept in a in a strange way kind of where we're at to be able to then move forward again and admittedly both of those teams are not winning championships yet so you could argue red bull had it right but you could just tell that like ongoing frustration that they weren't able to challenge mercedes I can't imagine what it'd be like next year, this year, next season, uh, if Red Bull don't have the car again and, and Mercedes do. If if they just got that one year of success and then they uh, are off the pace again, like that's going to be a, a difficult place to be, I think. So, um, and I don't really want to see that. I want to see, I want to see them going at it still. Um, I want to see, ideally, more teams in the mix. But yeah, definitely need at least a continuation of what we've had because it was just so good until the very end
1: (laughs) yeah until literally the last lap so if we have all those laps except for the last one um well not even the last lap it was what happened before the last lap wasn't it wasn't even the the last lap itself in isolation was very entertaining
2: yeah but it was just how it was created
1: it's just how we got to that moment yeah yeah Um, i think that's that's a really fair point about red bull and and credit to kind of horner for keeping that mentality there because you're so right about mclaren (laughs) those early honda years they basically went from you know being a team that thought you know being McLaren to being oh we got out of Q1 we're really happy about it and it's kind of like man like that is a real change in in mentality and they're slowly getting back to where they need to be as well in that sense but yeah Red Bull I think that's that's a fair point and there was a lot of digs weren't there over the years of Red Bull saying well if we had the better engine we'd you know our car is better than Mercedes so it's just the engine thing so and now that's the interesting thing for me is that now that's all in-house for Red Bull they've kind of lost that they've lost that thing to point to and say it's that it's that problem now and, you know, that's just the thing Red Bull do. Marco, especially, and Horner does it as well. It's like, it's not us, it's Honda. Or it's not us, it's this. Now it's like, well, you've got everything in-house you need. So if you do mess this up now, it's, it is now like an internal thing Red will have to look at, and I'm interested to see how they deal with that. If that is the case,
0: it's new though, isn't it? So they could always say, "Well, we're just we're just kind yeah, of getting true. on top of this new project, and we've never done this before. We've never done our own engines, so <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it's just like an endless like new excuses now. New book. Of it's them. just a honeymoon period, but um, I think they'll take a ton of confidence from winning the drivers' championship last year. and Um, I'll echo what you both said that I think it's one of the most impressive things if not the most impressive thing about Red Bull is that they've always kept that winning mentality like everyone in that team always thought they were the best they always thought they could win they always thought that if you know if they get the opportunity they would be able to win so I think that's an impressive thing to be able to do year in year out when you're not winning uh, and when they weren't even really that close to winning so let's hope that they haven't thrown too many resources on last year and that they haven't You know, taking off their eye off the ball, uh, even just a little bit on this year, um, because that could hurt. um, That could hurt them this year, and it could take even longer to catch back up.
1: Well, I kind of hope that both Mercedes and Red Bull did in a way, because I think that will help Ferrari, McLaren, those, and Alpine bridge that gap a bit. You know, they've obviously they obviously were able to turn earlier, but I think it would need that. I think that Mercedes and Red Bull are both so good that even a slight kind of focus on 2021 last year, when others were focusing on 22. Mm-hmm. I think it could be quite decisive so I hope that that and there's obviously differences now in with the cost cap and you know wind tunnel time and stuff like that so all of that together could play out in a really interesting way I think so uh, I just really hope we don't end up bigging this up as like this will be the most competitive season ever and then one team designed something that no one else has designed in like three seconds quicker than everyone else because after last year that would be it would just be a bit of a kick in the face wouldn't it like ah oh, this is 23 races of this now which is never, you know, fair play to whoever does that. But it's just not entertaining, really, from a sporting perspective.
0: I mean, with new yeah. regs, it's unlikely that it's going to be as close, unfortunately, as it was yes. last year. So it it is going to, to an extent, stretch out a little bit. But we can hope that, you know, that other parts of the grid close up. Well, I did say
2: I wasn't going to make it uh, a preview show, but sorry for throwing that part into it. But then, Nate, I've got to pick up on what you've just said, where mm. you listed... McLaren and Ferrari and even Alpine getting close but you didn't mention Aston Martin (laughs) which clearly is because you think they are now doomed after Otmar left
1: yes so yeah it's a dark day for British motor racing um (laughs) no I mean yeah that that broke a few hours ago before we did the pod to be honest with you I didn't even think about Aston Martin I know that it's part of Lawrence Stroll's plan um but I think they've got the most work to do haven't they out of that cluster of midfield teams to move up so I was only joking about Otmar I like Otmar uh, even though even when he forgets who Julian Billard, our good friend is Auto Hebdo um, <laughs> in Brazil um,
2: that was highly entertaining yeah when Otto Hebdo ran the story that he's been talking to Alpine and Otmar just would not uh, <laughs> acknowledge it at first it's like oh, I don't speak French like I don't know where it came from so I never speak who. to Otto Hebdo and, yeah I don't and know who Otto Hebdo Julian, are Julian who was just
1: like what he's
2: like <laughs> Uh, hi it's me I'm always on these calls and I'm asking you the first question Uh, and then what I think did he say he had no intention of leaving and then has clearly negotiated some sort of settlement and left so I I did hear from um, yeah some other team bosses actually that they heard about that dynamic there and and basically Whitmarsh coming in had put someone because Whitmarsh was group CEO and I think Zafnall not only was team principal but he was actually CEO of Aston Martin F1 team so just the Mm. F1 team um so whitmarsh coming in basically um you went so above him in into essentially what is the same title but for a bigger role but had control over otmar and otmar didn't particularly like the way that meant he was kind of being restricted and not getting the uh, ability to make the calls he wanted and stuff like that so had started looking elsewhere which is where the alpine Lynx came from and i imagine he probably spoke to other teams too but i can't help but think so everyone now is is tweeting that he's definitely going to go to Alpine or he's going to pop up at Alpine. And no the one time. thing
1: Alpine needs more of is people in leadership positions. <laughs> exactly. They, yeah. They really, got they, about they really lack. Of them.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Like, I don't think that's the best place for him to go. No, if same. that were to happen. Um, but yeah, that's, if anything, he'd be going from a team where he felt an extra leader had been brought in above him that meant he couldn't do what he wanted to do and, and it was getting too convoluted to a team that's even more so like that. So it just doesn't make sense to me. But I mean, probably by the time we stop recording this, it'll have been announced that he's there or something like that. But I I actually hadn't heard that that was definitely happening. It was more that the talks hinted at the fact that he was looking for a way out. To
0: leave, yeah. I like the guy. I like him. I think he's really good. I think he played a big part in Force India, kind of becoming the team that they were. Um, And then this helped with that transition. Um, It's quite important to keep everyone together during those difficult times into Racing Point and then into Aston Martin. So um he'll definitely turn up somewhere i think and also he's a good character to have around i really like interviewing him um he always he sometimes gives me a hard time for no real reason just because it's funny and i really like that so
1: yeah he's not he's not kind of had the same you know um <clears throat> star made of him as like net from netflix as like steiner or horner or wolf but is actually he can be quite entertaining especially in that mm-hmm. brazil press conference when he was just like not nah, not having it. <laughs> like it's his own it's his own brand of entertaining where he's just like He's either so well trained or polished that he won't give it, or he's just like, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not gonna answer this question for 50 minutes. I think it's yeah. quite entertaining in its own way. It's like this is just funny. Um, so yeah, I think, I think he, yeah, if he ends up in a team with a bit more, maybe he gets a bit more exposure. Maybe we'll see a bit more of him. But I think you're right. It seems like Alpine is the way to, is where he'll go, even if it's not maybe the most natural fit.
2: And just showing how easily I am um, bribed and swayed. Uh... What I really liked about Otmar was when he would do his... Because not many team principals would talk on a Sunday evening uh, after a race. But he would do a debrief for the media. So it would be like, you know, in the um, racing point as it was. I don't think we ever got the chance to as Aston Martin. But in the racing point motorhome um, on a Sunday, he'd come and sit down to talk to whoever had shown up about the weekend his team had had. Even if nothing had happened, you know. Sometimes these were just two or three people because there's other big stories being chased. But whenever it was, there'd be two big bowls of crisps in the middle of the table that normally he ate most of but they were there for everyone (laughs) this is pre-covid um and he'd and he'd get everyone a beer um and and he'd always have a have a beer and just relax and it felt like you were getting a proper debrief of like right the hard work's done like it's time to kind of wind down what do you want to know and it was all on the record sometimes it would then end and he'd keep chatting away afterwards but it was just really quite a nice kind of like engaging thing it was like right just sit down have a drink and talk about the weekend i really liked that approach so um and yeah, I'm just going to miss the free beer and crisps.
1: <laughs> That's one thing from the COVID era that we do miss is those kind of more personal chats because you do get quite a lot out of those. You're right, I remember going to one of those and like the crisps were right in front of me and I kept looking like, how many of these am I allowed to eat? I took one and then looked and I was like, half of them are gone. <laughs> and <laughs> Otmar was just there like, like, just going straight in. I was like, I mean, he does, I was like, he probably owns, well, I guess he doesn't, but his boss owns these. So I can't really complain if he eats them all
2: but the uh that it was always a nightmare to transcribe because it was just through crunching of crisps and (laughs) wrestling and stuff (laughs) he didn't hear anything but um yeah that was always good fun but I I am pretty confident we'll see him back in the paddock in some way shape or form I don't know where I don't have the insight into exactly where he's going right now but uh, I don't think his departure was um because he didn't want to be an F1 anymore Mm. so I I think he'll still be looking for opportunities because he's done a lot he did a lot with Honda um so you know he's always been in and around the sport for the last 20 years i think he'll he will be for a while yet so um hopefully wherever he goes they'll let him do beer and crisps that's essentially all we ask
1: <laughs> that should be at top of top of his agenda for contracts
2: yeah absolutely i need to be his rider i need to be able to drink all the beer and eat all the crisps on a sunday night but at least that was also a sign that he wasn't like rushing out on a flight last minute um or first first thing even after a race like most people do because i don't know i just it's always nice to get an understanding of what's gone on over a weekend and really like debrief it with people mm-hmm. um and i get frustrated when we don't get to do that but um yeah that's just a moan about what we have to do kind of like at race weekends during the off season it's even harder isn't it like nobody's around nobody there's nobody to talk to nobody There's not, literally to no, no one
0: yeah. No, but you just, can just... put some of your own crisps in your cupboard, and you can buy some beers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did enough of that over Christmas? Who do you think,
0: do you think we are? I want to put the crisps
1: in my own cupboard. Do you?
2: I want Lawrence Stroll to buy them. <laughs> yeah. And and I think I think Barretto said that the guy that does his other crisps just <laughs> does everything for him. <laughs>
0: Uh, so what you are saying is we need a crisp sponsor and a beer sponsor. That's what you ask. That's what you suggest.
2: Absolutely. Which Which of those, if you could pick
1: one guy to have <clears throat> for crisps or beer, Beretta, which one would it be? If you could have with your shoe guy, like here is my shoe guy and here is my crisp other guy, guy. would crisp. it be crisp guy? Yeah, he just feeds uh, like you during the day.
0: <laughs> he would he feed them to, it, to you? He doesn't have to
1: feed them to me. But like it's like a Catholic community puts it on your tongue and it's melt. You, <laughs> you you let it melt and then you are like. Again please sir. Another.
0: I was thinking more just a delivery of, of crisps that we could eat uh, during the you're podcast. You
1: think you you're thinking way too narrowly about this. You need to he needs to literally feed you the I, crisps. I don't need someone to feed me crisps. I think crisps. you do. I, think I it's the I've next got step. the
0: ability to to do that myself, Nate, and I feel like Okay.
1: Well, we we're a long way <laughs> apart in our opinions
2: on this mate <laughs> i mean you could say you've got the ability to design your own shoes but you don't do that so uh, no <laughs> i don't saying. have the
0: skill set to do it you know and there are far more talented people um out there in this world um and of which i'm very grateful and i'm going to use this opportunity to plug ken because i feel like i didn't <laughs> plug ken enough earlier this show so his um, instagram handle is mgu underscore katie his name is ken taylor and he's very good at designing shoes
2: I like the Instagram handle MGUKT, like smart. um Nate's thinking it's, a, it's M- an engine component. Nate, it's an F1 oh MGU. Component.
1: Sorry, MGUK. I thought it was MTUK. I was like, well, who's MT? Oh, sorry, M G U No, no, sorry. I just heard A-T, it. I just said. So i was trying A-T, to work
2: yeah. out what MT was. And that that was me just trying to like segue it back to Formula One because you know. If- fans i was trying so hard and then we got onto uh Pisps. nate telling bretto how he should be fed his <laughs> crisps um, but it's because they're like we do get sidetracked because nothing new really happens i mean we had the otmar announcement today but nothing new really happens in in january especially it's always very quiet we're waiting for what launch dates uh teaser videos it's pretty much it but in my experience, teams just want to completely shut down and get away from, especially us media. Lot uh, don't want to deal with us. Like even if you put in requests, it takes a long time to get a response. Or they'll be like, "Yeah, maybe around, maybe around launch, or maybe around testing, we could do something." So ideally, they just don't want to do anything in January with us lot, uh, and it gets pretty hard to find out what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like even if we wanted to, we couldn't. That's the thing. January is a good time for them to just continue the switch off because, really, once launch season starts, <clears throat> then it's full steam ahead until, well, this year, at least mid November. Um, and then I guess by the time you do all the award ceremonies and stuff, so it's going to be a pretty full on year.
2: We're not powered on steam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, sustainable fuels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nate's trying, trying <laughs> to make a good point here. No, I, I, and uh, I... we're joking about steam. <laughs> i mean
1: so, i don't want to night, interrupt go the night. steam chat go night, go. right. let's do a steam story quickly when i was back in colchester this is going to sound very posh like lawrence having a guy for every part of his life uh a friend of mine had a guest pass to with david lloyd jim so i went i used to be a member myself whatever don't worry about it don't, don't, don't <laughs> keep talking about it um, <laughs> my friend gave me his, his guest pass to go and there's i went into the sauna in colchester and they have this new ice room <clears throat> so it's it's Instead of having a plunge pool there, they have an ice room. I know everyone listening is like, this Nate guy, what a prick. But <laughs> to be fair, I've always been one. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I went into the sauna for a bit. And if you guys have played, well, us has seen me play football. When I play football and I'm sweating and it's cold, there is just like a, like a chimney of steam off the top of my head. Like people think the Pope's dead and there's going to be a new one. You know, <laughs> like, I, I went from the sauna into this ice room. As soon as I walked in, there was just a, a woman in there. She looked at me, I sat down, and I must have just been like billowing smoke, and she was like, is the sauna hot? <laughs> I was like, yep. And she knew immediately. <laughs> um, and I basically looked up, and I could, all I could just see was like steam on my head. So yeah.
2: Wow. I know. Steam What chair. an image. Nate steaming. And not, not in the way that it normally is. No. Um, exactly. Although that is an episode we promised to do at one point, wasn't it? That we would be steaming for an episode, but oh i see yeah yeah
1: no steaming drunk
2: yes uh we'll line that up for one day for a future app yeah
1: yeah we could do that maybe around testing during testing <laughs> if the <days> are long
2: <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> yeah true um so what's what's everyone got planned for january let's let's do let's finish on a on an f1 related note work-wise anything cool going on in january for you guys
1: lots of features that we're writing but nothing that i'm like this is happening this is amazing obviously other than my and lawrence edmondson's amazing writing Good but thing. that's about it <clears throat> um i'm more excited i've got a holiday at the end of january that i'm still planning but um that'll be fun where are, you go? to- where, where are you go thinking to- about
0: tampa. going Just while- well, tampa
1: and then i might meet medland at daytona,
2: daytona. Nice. <laughs> we're,
1: we're both gonna race oh, it's creepy in the daytona 500 of indianapolis <laughs> 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 Uh, no, so yeah, that but it's very much in the air. So again, this makes me sound like a, like a bit of a bell as well. But I'm waiting for my friend who lives in Tampa to tell me when his swimming pool is built so that I can go <laughs> and use a <the> swimming pool. <laughs> what is this episode? What a life. <laughs> I know, believe I can't believe me. I, was, I was Ice and swimming
0: pools. I mean, this yeah. is incredible.
1: I was throwing shots at Lawrence but to, to be honest, he was like, otherwise the garden would just be a building site. And I was like, that's fair. You know. And he, uh, yeah, so there you go.
2: But, uh, Bretta, anything you're doing uh, <laughs> yeah, other than the shoes to... or the crisps? Oh
0: um, I've got a week off at the end of January as well, but um, we've not decided where we're going to go. We'll go somewhere, I guess. Um, I just don't know where. I um, hear Tampa's um... nice that time of year. <laughs> yeah. Mate, my friend's are having a pool. But you, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: TBC when? But uh, I'll let you know. We can all head down there.
0: Um let me know <laughs> yeah,
1: it's Tampa or robust mate nothing else we could do a podcast around the pool we could do a podcast oh around God. the pool in Tampa, then that would be amazing wouldn't it that's actually a good idea i
0: like um it. and then work related wise i'm just planning so just, this is the only time of year that i actually get to sit down and think about what i'm going to do for the rest of the year so starting Same. with car launches pre-season testing and then the season so it would just be lots of meetings and and coming up with ideas hopefully good ideas
2: so this planning Uh, listeners just to let you know what it looks like it's when he lines out the rough design he wants for each of his shoes for each (laughs) of the races because you need the the lead time to get them designed so he has to say what he wants for Bahrain what he wants for Jeddah what what he wants for Melbourne Um, probably backups as well in case there's any COVID related uh, incidents that mean that we change calendar so it's a lot it's a a big task but and he's like um, Monaco
1: salt and vinegar Canada cheese and onion (laughs) <laughs>
0: sweet right. chili actually is my favorite crisp is That's it really, really interesting. yeah i didn't have that
2: i had you as a prawn and cocktail man prawn and
0: cocktail <laughs> pra- sorry pra-
1: <laughs> prawn cocktail well i do like prawn. both
0: of those things separately yeah oh, you're yeah, yeah, so, yeah. a
1: cocktail man wow, wow this has been a sensational episode um, okay, i
0: feel I like, say, like we're, if anyone... we're gonna get lost down this part so better yeah. quickly say what you're doing and then we'll call it yeah we'll if, quit.
2: if anyone can't tell that not a lot has been going on in the world of f1 <laughs> yeah. This episode has been testimony to it. Um, uh, I'm sure we'll all be chasing whatever the FIA have to say if they ever tell us anything about their detailed analysis. Uh, And yeah, I'm just doing the same as you guys already, Uh, planning, writing features. um, It is a bit of a quieter time. And then should be heading to Daytona for the Rolex 24 at the end of the month, which will be cool. Do some interviews there and some podcasting there. Um, And apparently now sitting around the pool in Tampa that is yet to be built. Half built. Half built uh but that's yeah that's pretty much january which means you can be really excited about our next episode uh later this month where <laughs> yeah you know, nothing will have happened but who knows maybe something will have happened by then uh, and if not i think there's a lot of reviewing nate's jokes to be yes, done. we did promise that so, so it's in the can we were
1: talking about it before we went live actually so that is something we'll do yeah um especially now we've had a 10 i mean that's you know it's, it's given us whole new imp- impetus for that right
2: It really was the highlight, though, wasn't it?
0: It definitely (laughs) of this whole podcast. Yeah, Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, if anyone's still listening, thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. (laughs) Somewhere we
2: mentioned F1 once, I think. Somewhere.
1: Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, the F1 chat will start in February again.
2: (laughs) Um...
0: What we did well try and plug this next podcast. Sorry, we peppered F1 F1
1: chat in quite well, I think. Salted F1 chat,
0: and then we talked about Chris. I do like that peppered. To pepper something the pepper hawk <laughs> <laughs> right i'm gonna call it there. i think yeah, yeah that's make it funny. stop <laughs> thanks <laughs> everyone who was listening and to you guys for having a chat for the first time in 2022 please remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels you can read nate's work on espn.com Medis work on racer.com and my work on f1.com we will do this again very very soon steam sorry